You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. When I started this whole series, I made a statement, and I, I repeated it numerous times. I want to say it again to you tonight. If you and I had never been to church, if we, if we had never watched Christian TV, never read any books about this or whatever, if the only exposure that we had had to the whole concept of the Holy Spirit was to read the Bible, we would have such a joyful, uh, incredible hunger and eager desire for everything that the Bible said about the Holy Spirit and, and would want him in our life. Now, during the course of human history, what messes that up? Humans. And tend to take things to an extreme, mishandle some things, be misinformed, uh, have wrong motives, whatever it would be. And because of that, a lot of wonderful things then get presented in, in wrong ways. And we're not here to judge that. We're, we're here to make sure that we are in the road of truth uh, and in the light of the word of God. So what we're endeavoring to do is just look at the Bible. And if you will receive the Bible and the authority of Scripture as our basis of understanding, as our basis of truth, as where we get our worldview that's where, that's where our principles come from for life. Uh, this is the light for our life. So, and this is also going to inform us concerning the Holy Spirit. And quickly, let me say that, that when Jesus was about to leave, he told his disciples, it's recorded in, in, in the Gospel of John. He said, it is better for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, then the Holy Spirit won't come. He said, but if I do go away, he will come and I won't leave you comfortless. I won't leave you as orphans. He said, but the Holy Spirit will come because the Father's going to give you another comforter. And that phrase is absolutely huge because it means he's going to, another one is going to come who is, Jesus is saying this, who's just like me. And he will do in my absence what I would do if I were still present here with you. So when we talk about being spirit-filled, it's really the same as... How many of you would want to be Jesus-filled? Yes. I mean, no, Jesus is the man, all right? And, and we, we want everything about him. He's, he's awesome. And the Holy Spirit is just like him. And so Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father right now, the Holy Spirit, came into the earth in the day of Pentecost. Prior to that, he would show up. Uh, to empower people for certain things, to make sure that certain things happened. But his abiding presence came in the day of Pentecost. And um, the day of Pentecost does not need to be duplicated. We don't have to set that all up again. It just needs to be appropriated. So the Holy Spirit is here. He fills the temples that are us, not buildings made with hands, but temples. Uh, Jesus came so that we could be spirit born so that we could be vessels for his honor, so we could be the temples of the Holy Spirit. And he comes and he lives and he dwells in us. And uh, I don't want to review everything so much because I want to get into this, but all of this is online. Uh, There's study notes, there's podcasts, there's video archives, uh, there's CDs. It'll be on TV, maybe. I, I mean, it's on cereal boxes. That'd be awesome. We need to come up with... Anyway. The main ministry of the Holy Spirit, and I'm about to, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to shift gears and we're going to start talking about the gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about uh, 
the operation of those things, manifestation, public operation, so forth. But prior to that, I believe it's just absolutely vital that believers um, are intimately acquainted with the Holy Spirit uh, personally and privately before we go public. Because I think a lot of times people that really don't have a close walk with the Spirit try to represent and, and lead some things in, in public and it goes, it goes out of kilter. So the main ministry, everybody say the main ministry. Amen. The main ministry of the Holy Spirit is personal. It's to you. 168 hours a week. It's on the job, in you, working in you. Partial list of what he does. Guides you, teaches you, comforts you, reminds you, convicts you, helps you, leads you, prompts you, corrects you, constrains you. On and on and on how he's helping us. Jesus introduced him as the helper, as the comforter. And I'm so glad that he's here. I'm so glad that he's in our lives. It was really, that was really anemic right there. He also helps us in prayer. Prayer. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. The benefits of him helping us in prayer. In Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27. Likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. The word Literally, figuratively, symbolically, all means limitations. How many of you know that we have limitations in prayer? Okay. He helps those. He overcomes those things. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. How many of you have had somebody, I had somebody stop me today in an elevator at the hospital. I had somebody stop me uh, yesterday in a store, or it was a restaurant rather, and say, hey, would you pray for us? And just mention a person. Well, I promised I would. And if you promise you will, you probably should. Okay. But I found myself, uh, okay, Lord, I pray for that lady that I saw and Linda, who she mentioned. That's all I knew. That's a really big, powerful prayer right there, wasn't it? That's all I knew. So I prayed what I could. Lord, you know what it is and ask you to help, but... See how limited my prayer was? And even if you know somebody, you know, and they they say, Pastor, I'm going through something, and it's this, and it's this, and it's this. Okay? And you know their name, and you've known them a while, and you care for them. All right, I'll be praying about that. Still, your prayer is kind of limited. And so the Holy Spirit will help us. Do you all even believe prayer works? Okay. Okay. All right, good. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he, reference the Spirit, makes intercession for the saints. And here's the thing. According to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit actually helps and expands and extends our prayer to... Make sure that it is in line with the will of God. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 we see a phrase that says this. Praying always with all prayer. It's all manner of prayer. All types of prayer. Did you know there's types of prayer? And not just meal prayer and bedtime prayer. Okay. But there's different types of of prayer. Uh, Scripture talks about numerous types of prayer. Prayer of petition. Prayer of supplication. Prayer of thanksgiving. There, there's prayer of praise, actually. There's, there's numerous types of prayer. And it says praying with all prayer or all types or manner of prayer 
and it specifies one supplication in the spirit supplication in the spirit which really means this holy spirit assisted prayer so this is a type of prayer that the holy spirit would help you with being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints so he helps us in prayer he helps us when we don't know what to pray for or how to pray because we are in fact limited And what we want to be, because prayer is so powerful, the more powerful something is, the more precise you need to be. The more powerful something is, the more precise you need to be. And prayer is very, very powerful. And we want to have precision in prayer. Amen. So he helps us concerning the will of God. Now, what I want to talk to you about tonight, not a new subject for us. We've, We've been clarifying this, working on this. Uh, specifically in this series, part three and part four. Okay. I have, always have to check myself cause I'll do five ways, you know, I, so part three and part four hand eye coordination. I got it down part three and part four of this series. We spent a lot of time talking about what I'm going to talk about tonight. Tonight I'm going to talk about the benefits of our prayer language, also known as spiritual language. Also, and I I like to call it prayer language or also this, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. It is also called tongues. Now, we find that in scripture. It is a Bible term. Sometimes it has a negative connotation to it because of how it's been presented. But you need to know that that is a Bible term. Now, I prefer just personally because I, I think it fills out the meaning for more people praying in or with the spirit. Uh, or your prayer language. Now we find, and we're going to major in first Corinthians 14 tonight. This, this word will come up tongues and how many of you now I won't even ask for a show of hands. Don't, don't show your hands, but some of you still, because of your background, when you hear that word tongues, it's like, Bleh. okay. And I still have a little bit of that because some of some of my background where people just drove things into the ditch and got weird. And, and, and that's the thing. Something so wonderful and generous from God. Why is there so much discomfort concerning the whole idea of the comforter? It's because people have taken things to extreme. Forget the extremes. Come back into the light of scripture. The Bible does use the word tongues. It also uses it interchangeably with praying in the spirit. Uh, And then also we could refer to it as our spiritual language or prayer language. The word tongues here is glossa, which means language or dialect. Uh, The whole phenomena is called glossolalia. Uh, Glossa, think of in the back of a lot of books, they'll have a glossary. And it has to do with words, language, dialect. Uh, And so... It's all related to that. Do not let the mishandling of this by others deter you from the power, the blessing, and the benefit of this. And remember, we're just going with Bible, okay? And maybe you know we're safe with Bible. Okay. Now, you must, and this is, this is part, of where, part of where this happens. I don't need to write this down. Um, talking to myself. I just want to fill you in on this real quick. There's a part of me, and I don't, I don't know what it is. There's a part of me that while I'm teaching, and I can sense the anointing of God and be teaching, and, and there's a part of me that just kind of listens and goes, 
man, we need to fix that light. Hey, I hadn't seen them in a while, you know. And that part of me, I just have to kind of punch now and then. It's like, come on, just stay, stay with me. So pray for me. In the spirit. <laughs> now. No. All right, let's get back. Part of the problem has come because people have not rightly divided scripture and distinguished between the the gift of tongues that there is private and personal and there is public. And when you don't distinguish between the two, it creates confusion and it does not edify. And we're going to talk about public later. Right now, I'm trying to really uh, bolster you in your 168 hours, not just your two, okay, that you might would be at church. So you have to distinguish between that. The Greek word for uh, public is the word chara, and then the Greek word doria has to do with, with private. We're talking about the, the private gift, personal, actually very intimate. Um, 1 Corinthians twelve thirty, and you don't need to turn there, but Paul asked the question. He says, do all speak with tongues? Now, some people use this as, as an argument. Do all speak with tongues? And the answer is no. But the context of that is the public motivational gifts. It talks about do all teach? Do all teach? Do all prophesy? Do all lead? No. And it's in the context of public uh, motivational gifts. And it's saying, do all do this? And the answer is no. And then Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, 14, I believe it's verse 5, it is. He said, I wish you all spoke with tongues. He's talking context there. He's talking private. He's talking private. So do all speak with public tongues? No. May all, may all speak with private prayer language? I believe yes. I believe yes. There, there are some places in Scripture where it's not exactly clear. Three out of five instances in the book of Acts where people were filled with the Spirit. Out of those five, only three times does it show that, or clearly state that they spoke with other tongues or prayed in the Spirit, had a, had a prayer language. But nowhere does it knock it out. I personally believe and always present that I believe it is for all. There's nothing in scripture that precludes it. And you say, well, I never, well, we're going to work on that tonight. All right. Everybody still with me? Nobody goofed out, freaked out yet. Okay. Good deal. Good. Let me talk about benefits just real quick. First of all, first benefit, and these are not in a particular order, your prayer language, and you need to know this is available anytime for anything and it is volitional. Okay? It's available anytime. It does not require goosebumps. Does not require some ecstatic experience. It is not a holy seizure. It doesn't require organ music. Uh, your will and your choice are not bypassed somehow. The Holy Spirit just didn't seize you in that way. Let me give you a little bit of scripture for this. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 and 15. For if I pray, who? I. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray, 
with the Spirit. And that word with is in, with, or by. I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will also sing with the understanding. And so how many of you, if I said, would you go pray about this? And I gave you the details. I gave you a card. Pray for so-and-so. Here's the detail, blah, blah, blah. You could go and pray by your will in the understanding. You could, Lord, I pray for Bill. And I pray for this situation. And I thank you that you're a healer. And you're, you're, How many of you don't have to wait for something to, to happen? How many of you know you could just do that? Okay. Same structure, same construction in, in the Greek here. I will pray in by or with the Spirit. I will pray also with the understanding. So it's once the Spirit has given utterance, you have utterance. Let me take it a little bit further. Acts chapter 2 verse 4, it says, they spoke. Jude 20 says, you pray in the Spirit, building yourself up. On your most holy faith. So you may have been taught. Maybe your tradition was. You have to wait for some ecstatic experience. Or. And I'm, I'm being facetious a little bit. But organ music to set the mood. Or whatever. No you can be down and out. You can be frustrated and depressed. You can be happy as can be. And it's like I need to pray. And I need the Holy Spirit to help me to pray. And you have a gift that he's given. And you're able to use that. And I encourage you to use it at will. Amen. Secondly, benefit, edification. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Jude Verse 20 and 21, there's only one chapter. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, how? Praying in the Spirit. So the benefit is edification. Edification means this, to build up, to restore, to repair, to strengthen, and to improve. We just finished a series on the ministry of, of encouragement. And one of the ways that you can encourage yourself and keep yourself encouraged is by praying in the spirit. It is a power source. It's like a life-giving river. Isaiah, speaking prophetically of this in Isaiah 28, said this is the refreshing. There's a refreshing that comes from praying in the spirit. And I want to go ahead and tell you this. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. And the experience that I have and many of you have had, how many of you have found it to be refreshing to be able to pray in the spirit? All right. Very good. Let's keep on going. Number three, in 1 Corinthians 14, 17, it says, well, when you pray in the spirit, you give thanks well. How many of you have been very thankful for something before? And sometimes you can only articulate that so much. And another way to give thanks, the scripture says, to give thanks well is by praying in the spirit. Fourthly, you are, when you pray in the spirit, you are speaking to God. Speaking to God. Now, I believe that all prayer is speaking to God. Y'all stay with me. I believe that all prayer is speaking to God. Father, I come to you in Jesus. We're, We're praying. But this is like a direct 
And it's just laid out there. He who's, and let me read it for you here. First Corinthians 14 verse two, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God for no one understands him. And actually we find from scripture, you don't even understand it because it passes the bypasses your understanding. Your understanding is unfruitful. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, but I want to get this part. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but he speaks to God. Listen to it in the message Bible. If you praise him in the private language of tongues, God understands you. No one else does for you are sharing intimacies just between you and him. And so you're just speaking to God. It's intimate and it's, and it's personal. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes you just want to sit and talk with somebody, somebody you're close to. You know, I met my wife today for lunch and she'd had to go to an appointment. And I'd done some things and I'd gone and worked out. Thank you, Bob. And uh, really, I mean it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, and then we met for lunch and, and we were just talking about things. And I was so aware of, you know, there are other people in the restaurant stuff. But it was just her and I talking, her and I talking together. And that is so vital for relationship. I know some of y'all, it's a news flash. It's so vital. That's just vital that, well, guess what? Also with God. And see, sometimes we need to just speak to God spirit to spirit. I want you to notice it says that no one understands it. God understands it. But it's the spirit helping you for your spirit to connect with, with him. In just a pure way. That's what keeps your most holy faith most holy. Because it's not touched by the understanding. And it's a supernatural thing. This is a spiritual thing. Are y'all here? Some of you are like. No, this is a spiritual thing. It's a supernatural thing. It's a faith thing. That you trust this. And I'll tell you, there are times where you're praying in the spirit. And because it's a language you do not know. and, And stop trying to do this. I think it's French today. With a touch of Chinese. Forget it. Just just allow that river to flow, so to speak. And trust that your understanding is unfruitful. I, I don't know. But I trust. And it's something you have to trust what Scripture says. And you have to trust God on this. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that the devil has got in this. How's he going to get in that? How's he going to get in that when you with a pure heart are seeking God and you're doing something according to scripture? This is not just gibberish. It would sound like gibberish to you because it doesn't make sense to your understanding. But the scripture already told you that, that your understanding is unfruitful, but you can speak directly to God, which is a wonderful thing. Amen? Amen. Then also it says that you speak mysteries. First Corinthians 14, two, it actually means this, that you bring things to light. And I want you to zero in on this just for a moment. You bring things to light is divine revelation. When you pray in the spirit, it brings things into the light. It causes some revelation to come in a number of ways. First of all, how many of you have ever had questions or situation? You're not sure what to do about. Okay. The rest of you that have that together, please meet me after service. (laughs) 
I've, I've got some things right now. And I don't worry. I really don't. And I cast my cares really, really good. I woke up just a couple minutes after four this morning before I wanted to. And there was something on my heart. And it's something that I've got to deal with as a leader. It's something that I've got to, you know, uh, work on projects and different things. And I thought, okay, I've got to do this. And there it was. And I'm wide awake. And so I just prayed in the spirit because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do all of this and so forth. And, and again, over the years, I have found that's part of the process is just to pray in the spirit and trust that he will bring some things into light, that he will show me what to do. He will give me divine revelation. And, and you know what? So I thank him. I thank him that. I believe that was all prompted by the Holy Spirit. You know, it's like, hey, Gilligan, wake up. Let's talk. And I didn't have much to say. So the Holy Spirit helps you in that. Aren't you glad that he helps you in that? All right. Now, on mysteries also. And Pastor Jack Hayford, I love him. I have listened to him and read after him for years. I believe he's one of the... He's just an awesome man of God, an elder statesman of the body of Christ. And um, he suggests this concerning, he's a Greek scholar, okay? Mysteries there is the Greek word mysterion. And he said it also contains the idea of kind of like a log jam that gets unjammed. So it's like some things together, sometimes they get all clogged up. And what he's able to do is kind of release that log jam. And bring a release through the, through the spirit to that. And this is what Pastor Jack suggests, which is awesome. How many of you have heard of the Lord being called the great physician? Well, this is what Pastor Jack also suggests. That he's also the great psychiatrist. (laughs) And sometimes by praying in the spirit, how many of you figure you may have one or two log jams? Stuff from your past, things that have happened, things that have encroached in your life, things, whatever, you know, those things. And I, he believes, and I believe it too, that sometimes I think you can have some Holy Spirit therapy where he can unclog some of your log jams. And it contained under that idea of mysteries that he's able to do that as we pray in the spirit. That's another good reason to pray in the spirit because how many would reckon that there might be three or four people in this room that would need some Holy Spirit therapy. Okay. I volunteer me. Okay. And, and y'all come to hear me. So, uh, I think you also, uh, need some Holy Spirit therapy, but I'm serious. And we have questions sometimes. We have mysteries sometimes. Why can't I do this? Why am I always this way? Why can't I never? We have some mysteries. And he's able to bring those in the light and un- unclog those jams in our life by a work. And I believe him for it. I believe that by the spirit, he's able to do those things. Amen. One last thing. I believe, and remember, we've written up here, and you probably have it memorized now, that we, we are, first of all, spirit, spirit-born, and then we are spirit, and then we are spirit, and then we are spirit, 
A plus for everybody tonight. Awesome. Um, the important part there, they're all important. But for the real reality of all of this to happen, that Christ be formed in us, that we become real deal believers, really making a difference and really carrying the fruit of the Spirit, enjoying this, being effective in life, and really reflecting Him. That crucial part there is not just being spirit formed, spirit formed and spirit filled, spirit born and spirit filled, but being spirit led. And when you pray in the spirit, I believe that it tunes your spirit to his spirit, enabling you to be more apt and and tend more to accurately and quickly be sensitive to, responsive to, controlled and guided by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that if you walk in the spirit, and the Amplified says, yielded to, controlled and guided by then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Spirit becomes stronger than the desires of the flesh. You're becoming more and more spirit-formed in that way. But we have to be spirit-led. It's possible for people to speak with the tongues of men and angels and not have love. And it's a noise. So there has to be a benefit that we pay attention to here that it tunes our spirit with his spirit so that we are more easily led, more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 14, 14 in the Amplified, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. The point I want to make there is when you pray in the Spirit, your Spirit with the Holy Spirit, they're working together in prayer. And when you work together with someone, you become more and more in tune with them. My brother and I, when we were growing up... uh, You know, we'd have buddies come over and we would play and we'd all talked about when we all grew up, none of us were going to get married and we were all going to be rich and we were going to build our own dome and just play sports. That was was an awesome idea. And then time goes on. It's like, I want to get married. And so on and so forth. And, And the boy dreams, but we would play and my brother and I, Sometimes all our buddies weren't available, so we would play together. So whatever sport it was, and we had to dress for it too. You know, so if it was football, let's play football. We'd run inside and got to put our jerseys on and, you know, all our stuff. Or baseball, oh, got to go change, you know, and come back and play. But my brother and I would play an imaginary set of brothers called the Butch Brothers. (laughs) Nothing against you, Butch. And they were our... Big competition. So if we were quarterback and receiver together, we played that all the time. Or we were pitcher and catcher together. We played that all the time. And you know what? Then when all our buddies came together, because my brother and I played so much together, we were in tune with one another. And we could, we were the best combination because of the time that we spent playing together. Well, when the more that you pray in the spirit, the more your spirit gets tuned to his spirit, the more sensitive you are to him. And I'll tell you what, the benefit of that is an awesome thing, because then how many of you have ever asked this question? Is this God or is this me? And I believe the more that your spirit gets tuned to the Holy Spirit, 
the more clearly you're going to know, you know what, this is God and I'm not going to miss this. I'm going to make sure I do this and so forth. Amen. All right. What a generous, wonderful gift from God. And this is a gift. And he gives it to those. The only requirement is that you be spirit born, that you be born again, spirit born. And then we talked about this two weeks ago, then that you would be spirit filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then evidence of that and accompanying that is this prayer language. And it's not a one time thing. It's it's a gift that you have to use. And it's a wonderful benefit. How many of you have seen any of the benefits of of this tonight? Okay. Most of you. Good deal. I know know that you have. This is what I want to do. I'm going to, we're going to pray and we're going to close service. But I want to do this before we move any further with this, with this series. Um, we're going to pray and dismiss like, like we normally do. And this is what, this is what I want to do. I want to invite you that if you would like to receive this gift and I'm not the, I'm not the giver of this. Holy God is the giver of this, but he shows us ways to do this through prayer, through asking, through laying on of hands. There are numerous ways that you can, you can receive. And so if you've, You've not received this gift of praying in the spirit, your prayer language. Um, I would encourage you, my friend, listen, you really need it. It does so much. If you don't have it, doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven. You're going to go to heaven. But why wouldn't you want to have all that he would have for you? And especially a gift that has such benefits. And there's other benefits with us as well. So I'm going to dismiss us. And then if you would like to be prayed for, to receive uh, your prayer language is what we're going to do after I dismiss this last section over here. If you'll just go over there and I'm going to have pastor Mike, pastor Scott, and, and, uh, some of our altar workers are going to be over there over the years. Now, some of y'all haven't been here, uh, as long, but pastor Mike was on staff with us for about six years. And then he, he went away. He was in the merchant Marine. No, he, they went up to Chicago for, was it four years? And he's been back just over a year now. And um, I have observed over the years that Pastor Mike just has kind of a way, a knack, if you will, to explain and help people to receive. Because sometimes we get in the way. And uh, he's going to hold a mini, everybody say mini, just a mini seminar. And then we're going to pray with you over there. And... Um, and then you'll be on your way. And um, I believe it. We, how many of you know me enough by now? If this wasn't important, if this wasn't Bible, we wouldn't even be messing with this. Amen. And on Wednesday night, we can take the time to kind of do this. It's so important. Whatever your tradition, whatever your background, we're just looking at Scripture. And this is so clear in Scripture. And again, it's a reality in so many lives that I know. And it's something I would, you know, if you said you got to give up this, got to give up this, this would be one thing I would never want to give up. And it's a vital part of my everyday prayer life and walk with the Lord. So what I'd like for you all to do is everybody, please stand if you would. I'm going to dismiss in prayer. And then if you would like to find out more about this, once we're dismissed, if you'll just kind of head right over this last section over here and we'll get with you in just a minute.